And I don't know about you guys, but that worship set was amazing. Just feel God in this place this morning. Do you guys feel God in this place this morning? Dear Jesus, I just want to thank you so much for that amazing set of worship. Well, thank you so much that we were able to enter into your presence this morning. And I just pray as we continue to hear from you, as we continue to hear what it means for you to be the coming king, I just pray that your words would be spoken, not mine, and that you would touch the hearts that need to be touched. Pray this in your name. Amen. You guys may all take a seat. How are you guys doing this morning? That's awesome. I am beyond excited to be speaking to you guys this morning, as I am every time I get to speak to you guys. Uh, if you guys don't know me, I am Spencer Wills. I am our youth pastor here at Gateway, which is my dream job, and it's incredible. And I get the blessing to speak to you guys this morning. And this morning, we get to talk about Jesus, the King of Peace, which is awesome, and I'm really excited about this. But something that I find kind of funny is how we often tie peace with Christmas, like, all the time. Like, Christmas, peace be with you. <laughs> and I find that funny because, I don't know about you guys, but Christmas is often rarely peaceful. Do you guys know that? Like, like yesterday, me and my wife went to Kingsway. <laughs> And it took us like 20 minutes just to find a parking spot. <laughs> and I was like, and you're like, we went, we went to Walmart to get Hugo some stocking stuffers. And I was like, there's too many people. <laughs> and it's just crowded and it's stressful and it's just chaotic, right? It's that Christmas rarely seems peaceful. And I think we can go through all of time. And I can say, Christmas has never once been peaceful. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> that is my hard stance today. Christmas has never been peaceful. And I know this because right from the very beginning, Christmas wasn't peaceful. In Luke 2, it says this. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him there... They spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which just as they had been told. So the first Christmas was a birth. <laughs> and it was... Jesus being born in a barn. Does that sound peaceful to you? <laughs> See, like, nowadays we have, like, everything we need. You know, you go to the hospital, you have nurses and doctors who know what they're doing. You know, you got your perfect playlist going that will get you nice and soothing sounds. Right? And Mary had a sheep going, ah, in her face. <laughs> right? Does that sound peaceful? And let alone, she didn't have a doctor or a nurse with her. She had a guy who was a carpenter. He was probably like, honey, it's okay, breathe. You know, I'll build, her a, build him a really nice crib when he comes out. <laughs> but he didn't know any exercises. He didn't know how to help her breathe. He didn't know positions would help her give the most painless birth. It was a carpenter. He's like, I can build a sturdy chair. 
I'm sure Mary found Joseph very useful <laughs> at that time. See, Jesus wasn't born into a peaceful situation. And so many of us, you know, I think we hear the words Merry Christmas. You know, Dan said this last two weeks, and so many of us are like, yeah, Christmas, I'm so excited. And you hear peace, and you're like, yes, I feel peaceful at Christmas. And this is all the things, and I'm super happy for you. But then there's some of us, or maybe Christmas doesn't remind us of peace. Maybe Christmas just reminds us of everything we lost. Maybe Christmas is just hard. But I want to pose a thought. You know, we so often talk about peace with Christmas. And so often, I think, it feels like those things don't align. You know, we call Jesus the King of Peace. And our understanding of peace, that we're often like, but that doesn't make sense because I don't feel at peace. So I want to pose a thought that just maybe our idea of peace is all wrong. That just maybe we've been listening to the wrong source. That just maybe we don't really know what peace is. In John 14, it says this, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. So don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. See, there's so much that I love about this passage is that right away, Jesus is trying to establish that his peace is different. That his peace is radically different from the world's. And something that's very interesting about this passage, you know, I did some research into this, is that this is a time in Scripture, and many times in Scripture, where we have to get to see sassy Jesus, which is my favorite form of Jesus. Jesus' sassiness. Because Jesus here, we actually don't, but when you read it, he's actually mocking the Roman Empire. Because <laughs> the Roman Empire, they used peace as a form of propaganda, you know. They would go around and say, we are fighting for Roman peace. Do you believe in Roman peace? Because the Roman peace is greater. And then Jesus comes and he says this, I am giving you peace, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, or in, in their world, given by Rome. <laughs> Jesus was calling Romans peace fragile. Because the Roman Empire, you know, they often viewed their concept of peace was almost more important than their action of peace. You know, they went and proclaimed peace, peace, constantly throughout the Roman Empire while waging war against anyone who posed a threat to them. Never actually fighting for true peace, but actually fighting for dominion and conquership. And what I love so much about this is that Jesus is talking about this perfect peace. And I don't know about you, but like when I think about peace, I think about everything being perfect, right? I think about everything being still, everything being calm. All of a sudden, all my pains and all my troubles wash away, right? That's what I think about when I think about peace. 
But yet Jesus leaves this in this passage, don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Huh. Be courageous. That's interesting. Almost as if Jesus is saying that peace requires action. That peace isn't about sitting there and letting it wash over us and then all of a sudden everything being okay. Because I don't know about you guys, but life often isn't okay. And it's that there's often times when I don't feel at peace. Do you guys get that? When life doesn't feel peaceful? Is there often times when you feel like Jesus isn't the king of peace? Because I know I do. Because I know our lives are chaotic, and they often don't feel peaceful. I know this. I felt it. Because I know that I didn't feel at peace when the age of 25 I lost my father. I remember saying, this isn't fair. And I remember saying, where's the peace? And I know for sure I didn't feel at peace when two months ago a doctor told me that my wife would miscarry our second child. But I tell you one thing is true. is that Jesus is the kind of king that is not okay with our pain. He's the kind of king that is not okay with us being mistreated or uncared for. He is not the kind of king that's okay with us sitting alone in our hardships and our struggles. Jeremiah 6 says this, From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wounds of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. See, Jesus takes this seriously. Because he cares if we've been mistreated. He cares if we've been told things that aren't true. Because I don't know about you guys, is that peace has often been used as a blanket statement to make me feel better when I'm not doing okay. And it says that God isn't okay with people saying, peace, peace, when we don't feel at peace. You know, people saying, oh, it'll be better in time. You don't know that. People saying, oh, just let God's peace wash over you like a blanket, then everything will be okay. But it's not. God is not okay with us mistreating his people 
He's not okay with us binding people's wounds without a care in the world. He's saying our wounds, our hardships, our difficulties should be given the most care. Should have been given the greatest care. And also in this, is that it's saying is that peace isn't this magical thing that happens and then our pain disappears. And then our struggles disappear. That is not what peace is. That's the peace the world promises. The world that says peace, peace, when there is no peace. The world that says everything will be okay, just if this person gets in power, then, then we'll have peace. Or, you know, if this thing happens, then we'll have peace. That's not how it works. Is that just maybe the world has it wrong. Just maybe peace isn't this magical substance that just falls down and then we get it and then everything is okay. But maybe peace is a process of the grief. You know, when, when two months ago when me and my wife went to that doctor appointment and he sat us down and he told us that this child's not going to make it. There's all these emotions that you feel and this is, the, this is the journey that God's been taking me on these last two months, is this journey of finding peace in the midst of this. Because that's the hard part, right? Is to find peace in the midst of grief. And I had a lot of conversations with God about this. And I was like, God, how can I grieve something I never got a hold? How could I grieve something I never got a name? How could I grieve something I never got to spend time with? But peace is a process. It takes time to get it. But there's a part of it. And I remember when we sat in that office and we told I know the first thing I did was I prayed. You know, as they left the room, you know, I sat there and we prayed. Because I know that God cares for me. He cares for my wounds. He cares for my hurts. He cares for my problems. And you know, every day since that day, as I spend time in prayer, God has been bringing me back to one passage which is this passage, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Which says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I originally told the band to come up. You can wait, actually. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit. Um, 
I jumped ahead. It's fine, though. <laughs> so God made me read this passage every day for these last two months. And every day I kept going, why? <laughs> I get it. You're giving me peace. But I don't feel it, God. But that wasn't the part that he was trying to focus me on. He's like, do you understand that my peace transcends all your understanding? Do we, do we get that? See, I can explain to you what the world says peace is. I can't explain to you God's peace. It's beyond my comprehension. It's beyond, I can't even fathom it. It is, it transcends any understanding. I can't explain it to you. Darian can't explain it to you. Dan can't explain it to you. If Martin was still here, he couldn't explain it to you. It transcends all of our understandings. But this is what I love about it. It's that in this passage after that, it doesn't say, then God's peace will make everything all right. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, then everything will be perfect. Then everything will be wonderful. No, what it says is, then that peace will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. That's a little weird. Why is it guarding my heart? Maybe because when God gives us peace, it's in preparation for something. You know, in the John passage, it says, Do not yield to fear, be troubled in your hearts, instead be courageous. And then in here it says that the peace will guard my heart and mind. So maybe, just maybe, when God gives me his peace, he's preparing me for the work ahead. Is that peace is part of the grief process. Is that God, God is guarding my heart and my mind. Because Jesus isn't about making everything better, but equipping us with the protection so we can work through our struggles and our sorrow. Not just wait for this peace to wash over me, then everything will be okay. We have to work through it. And I know this is a season where a lot of us don't feel peaceful or a lot of this is a really difficult season. Christmas can be hard for a lot of people. And, and Jesus is the king of peace. And I know there will be a time of perfect peace where the pain and the sorrow are gone In Revelations, it says this, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. You know, at this time, I would like to invite the band up. So there will be a time of perfect peace. There will be a time 
of no weeping, of no mourning. I know that. There will be that day when Jesus comes and he returns, when the coming king returns. The coming king who cares for our wounds. The coming king who won't say peace, peace when there is no peace, but will only say peace when there is peace. The coming king who cares for the brokenhearted. The coming king who cares for every single child of God. And he will wipe away every tear. He will address every pain. He will address every morning. But that time is not here yet. I don't know when that time will be. So in the meanwhile, as I wait for the king of peace to return, as I wait for the king of peace to make all things right, I will process my peace. I will work through my peace with courage. With courage and with protection that's given only to God. I will, just like Darian said earlier, I will surrender everything to him so that he can protect me and prepare me for the work that is needed. Now, I'm not sitting up here and saying that I am all right now. I am still mourning. I am still grieving. I am still hurting. But I'm processing. So I just want everyone to stand this morning as we come to a close. This morning, I have two challenges for you. I have two things that I want you to ponder. As you process peace is first and foremost, how are you processing peace? Are you doing it alone? Are you doing it in the quiet? Are you doing it bitterly? Are you putting up walls to try to block out peace? Or are you giving it to God and letting him protect you so that you can learn to be courageous and process the grief with his peace? And secondly, you know, if you're not mourning, if you're not grieving, how are you tending the wounds of your neighbor? Are you doing it with care? Or are you just saying words to make you feel better as saying, oh, I helped? And often people are grieving. We don't need words. We need an ear. We need a shoulder. So how... Are you processing your grief? How are you processing peace? And how are you tending the wounds of your neighbor?
Yeah, I, I wish I could stand up here and say that peace is going to all of a sudden fall down and everything will be okay. But that's not what the Bible says. That's not what God's peace is about. That is a peace that has been promised to us by the world that that was never going to come. But God's peace, who says, my peace will come, my perfect peace will come, and there will be no mourning, there will be no death. I will process your peace. I will wipe away your tears. I will deal with your pain. And once it is dealt with, then I will say, peace, peace. But until that day, he's saying, let me guard you. Let me protect you. Let me bind up your wounds. And we will be courageous together. We will walk this out together. That is the king of peace. The king of peace that doesn't abandon his children. The kind of peace that doesn't just say, peace, peace, for the sake of saying, peace, peace. The kind of king that cares. The kind of king that puts effort and that is unhappy with us being mistreated, uncared for. That's the king that is coming. So dear Jesus, as there are people in this room that are grieving, that are mourning, that are going through hardships, God, I find that they will find the place to process your peace. Whether that's alone with you, or whether it's with a friend, a family member, a spouse, a sister, a brother. However they need to do it, God, reveal it to them. And God, I just pray that everyone who is mourning and is grieving, that they would just give it to you. Just as I have. I give you my grief, God. I give you my pain. I give you the life of that child I'd never hold. They are yours. Forever and eternally yours. My grief is yours. My pain is yours. And God, I just pray that your peace would wash over me. Not as a blanket, but as an armor. As a protection. So that as, be, as I begin to walk out this grief, walk out this sorrow, you will give me courage. Courage that is only found in the King of Peace. Pray this in your holy name.